HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Hearst Ranch, the nation's largest single-source supplier of free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. For more information, visit HearstRanch.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte, and today is our 100th episode. Can't even believe we made it this far, especially with the kind of drinking we do in this studio. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. And I can't think of anyone better to have in the studio than my friends, my bosses, and mentors, the Franks, Frank Falsinelli and Frank Castronovo from... The whole Frankie's Empire, Prime Meats, Rez, Cafe Peddler, and the rest of the world. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Honored to be the attendees of the Centepisode. Centepisode. I like that. I like making up words. Is that even is that a word or did you just make it up? I just made it up. I think you did. I like that, man. I like making up words. I do too, too, yeah. You know, Shakespeare made up the most words. Yeah? Mm hmm. Give me an example. That's very Shakespearean. <laughs> so you guys, like, we've known each other now for about five years, I guess. I just started started working with you guys a little bit after I met you. Probably actually a little bit longer than that. So I, I definitely met Frank F. first. Um, I was working at Linnell's down in Red Hook. And you come in, and you're wearing a Frankie's 457 t-shirt like you are today, actually. And I was like, hey, Frankie's, I like that place. Do you work there? And you're like, ha, yeah, I work there. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> like, no, I, yeah, I'm, I'm Frank. I'm like, oh, sweet. And uh, so we started shopping around. You're like, dude, I just want to get a bunch of baller ass stuff. And uh, I remember uh, you being like, uh, what's the what's the most baller bottle of whiskey you got here? And I'm like, oh man, you should totally get this Charbet uh, hop uh, infused whiskey. It was the first bottling run, and uh, it was like cash strength it was like 130 proof or so and i'm like dude like have a little sip and you're like dude tastes like weed i'm like yeah man it's awesome and so you're like give me a bottle we get to the the register and you're like how much is it i'm like that's 400 dollars. and you're like oh i like you 
Did he buy it? Did, that, I got a question. Did he buy it? I don't remember. I don't think he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> but uh, that was the beginning of our friendship. I did. I did buy it. You did? Yeah. yeah. You still have it? Probably not. No, no. Travis, <laughs> Travis actually drank it all. Yeah. Travis Cockman likes his whiskey. Um, so, yeah. So, geez. I mean, like, it's been it's been five years now I've been working with you guys. And uh, it's been great. Uh, and we have a band together. And we have a band together called Woke Up Drunk. Woke Up Drunk. You know. Very secret shows that we like to play every once in a while, especially down at Res, which is a new place. Like, that, that's another... Okay, we've got many things to talk about, but we might as well, like, fire off with the, the latest uh, the latest venture with Res down in Red Hook, which is... Uh, Res is a... Uh, it's, it's a building in Red Hook that Frank, myself, and Travis purchased uh, that kind of has the same layout as Frankie's without the restaurant two apartments upstairs and it's uh it's solely set up for the uh the residency for visiting chefs to present their work to new york and uh in a really comfortable environment and without being stressed you know with with having to have an open restaurant so if you look at the calendar you have about 360 days so it's 150 days of residency 150 days of fun fun parties and 60 days of presentation by frank and myself to present our, our our ideas uh, thirty in the spring and thirty in the fall, preferably. Cool. So, and actually, we have a we have a, a Contra Mars coming to cook with us tonight with Swallow Magazine. They're installing uh, themselves as as Contra Mar restaurant to present the Mexican issue this evening. Swallow Magazine. Swallow Magazine. Yeah, great, great, a, great bunch of guys. Put out an issue this year's issue of Mexico City, and they chose Jair Telez from Contra Mar to come down and. Do the cooking with us, and that's happening tonight. That's oh. happening tonight at three seventy two Columbia Street, which is the address of Res in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Nice. Um, so, was so. this was this out of like like inquiries from like like? Oh, by the way, we're doing a toast right here right now. Oh yeah, definitely. It's 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 the scent it's the scent episode. Scent episode, and we got mezcal. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is scent delicious. <laughs> Frank Epps is already gone, man. You can't even choose. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better you can drink to when you're doing a Mexican toast than mezcal. Absolutely, man. No, but the the idea was really not. Yeah, I mean, it was more wrought out of experience than anything else. Because Frank and I had traveled traveled around last, you know, half a decade or more, and um, you know, we every time we go to a place, we we're always visiting. The, you wind up seeing the dude, or you go to a Mad Food Symposium in Copenhagen every every summer, and and you're around all these great chefs, and and you you know after you have the experience and you have all the contacts and you you meet everybody, and you know what do you do with them? You know you you have them come to your restaurant and cook a dinner, but how do you really get it on an art level where it's not it's not just a one a single faceted dinner? You know, it's you come in, you do a dinner, and you leave, and you get you get really more. More of the ideas and the influences and the experience of, of that particular individual. So, you know, we kind of going on the on the artist residency, culinary residence, uh, yeah, model where you know you can come and you can present your work maybe three three times in a month or four times in a month. And it, we're not saying any. There's no criteria other than that you show up and you share your ideas with whoever we sell. You know, we're selling at cost tickets to. People who subscribe to them on the Res website, which is resxres.com. Resresres.com. Oh, resresres.com. <laughs> Resx so, is the Twitter handle. So, for, for for example, you know, the perfect world. We have Rene Rizepi comes in, you know, October, November. He presents his new book. Maybe he stays a few weeks. 
with one of his sous chefs, a couple of guys. We have th- we have three places for them to stay, or two and a half places for them to stay at the at 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 the at, the, uh, at, at this point. Yeah, the format is like is basically however you want it to be. You could you could do it could be just it's speak, modular. It's speaking. You could you don't have to cook at all. You could do a dinner. You could do a demonstration on a on a culinary uh, idea that you're working on right now. Yeah, for, for it, yeah. it could be a day. It could be a it could be a week. It could be a month. It's it's any, it's open right now. Yeah, and it's a it's a no charge basis for the residency when they when they stay. So, you know, for a chef, even the greatest chefs, you know, to be able to stay in Brooklyn, so close to Manhattan, amongst their peers, being able to receive people and not have to be stressed out by a restaurant running. It's 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 on the a, waterfront. It's great for the for for the chefs, and it's great for the population of New York that are interested in that sort of thing. And I mean, if you look at if I do a residency at the at, at say at the Guggenheim, or if I do it at the Car- at Carnegie Hall, whatever whatever it is, and say I'm Richard Serra and I'm a great sculptor, it's I prestigious. Don't, I don't I don't I don't come to a symposium and make the sculpture. When I come to a symposium and I present my work, I talk about my work. I discuss my work. I tell you what my influences are. Sure, I tell sure. you what my experiences. I don't make a sculpture with you, you know. So we're, we're trying to really, not we're not trying to get away from the experience format, but we want the the the, the guest to experience what's on the mind of the chef and what you know what's what's in their heart in terms of you know their, their what what they create or what they're you know what they do. We want them to keep it real, and if, and if we they don't need, they don't need to have to work under confinement. Yeah, you, you know, like to me, it's like when when I travel around and do like guest bartending spots, which like to me, like I, you know, I know you guys like as, as chefs, like a lot of you guys and ladies like will jump around and, like stage in different kitchens, and whatnot, and like have like you know, you'll have a guest chef, like you know, Danny Bowen will come in, or like Sean Brock or somebody like that will come in and like hang out and like for a night and like throw down in the kitchen you know you'll run like a couple specials what's cool about this what actually makes it more special to me is like it's not like a set thing you know even when i'm like going to guest barton somewhere or like you know even like staging for a couple of hours it's like you're still on someone else's stage you know and their show is still running yeah you just happen to be a character yeah that's that's it precisely exactly gonna be more like your stage open stage And, and and speaking of that we should actually get you on the calendar I'm, dude. I'm bartending there this Saturday, but it's but like. To oh, do you it, mean the band? Damon, Damon Bolting this Saturday at Res. This no, but Saturday to do it to do it to do your like a presenting work. Yeah, like, man. Do do a, do a symposium or something like that. Dude, me and Sean Brock were already talking about it about a month ago. We we're like, dude, we should do like a total southern like. That's the crazy, sh- like a world a, a a tornado of flavor. How you will? <laughs> we'll call it the whiskey the whiskey barrel night. <laughs> You know, and also it's it's more intimate for the uh, for the guest chef or you know whoever it is that comes in. It's it's more intimate for them. It's all more more intimate for the for the citizen of New York that comes to one of these things because you know in New York you have a great representation of the arts. You have a great representation of music. You have a great representation of museums. You know, there's great representations of commercial aspect restaurants where you go to the restaurant, you order the food, and you get it, or you go and do a thing. But this will be a great way to, you know, have an intimate experience with whomever that is that's uh, that's presenting it. At yeah, because we max out at about a hundred. Yeah, we can fit about a hundred. Maybe I mean it's a great beta too because it, we, it'll be able to be scale up and we'll be able to do larger scale events. But for a chef to stay. 
in New York free of charge. Free of yeah. charge. That's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah, it's huge, man. I mean, like even when you know I go bar guest bartend in another city, it's like still like you're in a hotel. It hurts and it sucks. It hurts. Yeah, you know? and we I mean, and we also it's not specific. We don't want to you know it's not specifically for chefs only. Yeah. You could be hospitality you know, industry, hospitality industry, culinary, culinary arts, um, anything. So what you're saying is, I'm going to move in there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm doing a residence for the next have, 360 <laughs> days of the year. We have a resident. We have a resident bartender living there as well. <laughs> exactly, Brett lives upstairs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Lives, for, yeah. The, for the moment. That's awesome. Sorry, Brett. <laughs> Sorry about the noise, buddy. But like, what's cool about that too is like, outside of like the chefs that are, yeah, you need some more mezcal. Let's get some more mezcal in here. Um, so what's cool though? Dispatch the is mezcal. Just you know, rip off the goddamn neck of the bottle and just let it go. And dude, I mean, like, what's cool is like last year when you guys uh, acquired the space, we definitely had a few cookouts, and you know, my band got to play there. With like vetiver, yeah, and it was awesome. Like, are you guys planning on having like more live music? Because like so far, you guys have had a lot of DJs there this summer. Well, I, I, we got in trouble. Yeah, we got, well, that was that, that's because it was it, that's because it was it was really really late. But yeah, we we definitely wanted to be multimedia without being multi and like visual like art shows and stuff like that too. It could be anything. It could be anything, right? You know, if somebody if if Con Rocco wants to come down and show his film, bring it on, man. Yeah, he's got a really nice film that he put a lot of time and money into and if they want to screen it on the wall we have a giant wall we can screen off of yeah more than welcome you know it doesn't have to be any you know we're not we're it's wide open you know that's why it's not like it's not speci- specified to dinners it's not you know specific to just <clears throat> you know you know culinary demos you know it could be anything yeah yeah awesome as long as it's not commercial yeah yeah man <laughs> yeah man fuck commercial shit <laughs> And at that, at that, on that note, uh, we're gonna hear a quick word from our sponsors, <laughs> and then we'll be right back with Frank Falsinelli and Frank Castanovo. Went to the preacher, said I'm a man of sin. Still in me the fear of God, but all he was a man, and I'm going down. Ranch grass-fed beef, pasture-raised on 150,000 acres in Central California. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, free-range, sustainably produced, humane. Hearst Ranch grass-fed beef, the authentic flavor of the American West. And we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy. 100 episodes today with my good buddies, the Franks, Frank Castronovo and Frank Falsinelli of Frankie's Prime Meats, Cafe Peddler, Res, all of the above. And we were just talking about Res, the new spot. Now, so I want to talk a little bit about um, attention to detail because that's one of the things that 
really hit me, like struck me pretty pretty heavily when I first went into to Frank. <clears throat> sorry, into Frankie's for the first time. Um, I went in for lunch, and first of all, I had the Frankie's iced tea, which is Greg Fanzel's drink, and it was like a Nardini Amaro based cocktail. Now I think it's made with a Verda, but I was like, damn. It's like my favorite Amaro. And you use that as the base of a, a drink. That's great. I mean, like, you know, everyone knows I'm a big Fernet Bronca drinker, and I like to base drinks with that. But I'm like, dude, Nardini Amaro, based cocktail. That's great. Chefs. Chefs making cocktails. It's all about the quality of the ingredients. Yeah. It speaks for itself. Yeah, man. And, you know, like, it was that and, like, you know, other things like like simplicity, but, you know, also attention to detail. And when you simplify things, you have the opportunity to, like, pay attention to detail especially like like i came in to consult with you guys for frankie's and then like you i thought i was like rolling out the door you know like the end of the summer and you guys were like wait 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 wait, bro we got this other thing we're doing and it ended up being prime meats and you showed me the space and we we're still building it out and i remember like helping you guys like install some of the stuff like tables and stuff like that and the bar stuff and it was like really cool like we were like hanging out a lot of late nights with Travis, like, at the bar, like, you know, stating and, like, oiling and, like, doing all that stuff. And, like, but it was, like, looking around and, like, seeing the, for me, like, especially being there since, like, before the beginning, you know, like, seeing the way that it's grown and, like, evolved into what it is now. And just seeing all the, the attention to detail in, in the work, the workmanship, you know. It's, like, a lot of people don't do that you know a lot of people don't seek out you know they don't go to brimfield antique fair you know three times a year to like find like the matching original like gas lighting fixtures or you know the like the the original tin ceiling uh maker yeah company that still makes the tin ceilings the same way they did over a hundred years ago yeah well you know you know you're the same way damon i mean you put yourself together really well you put your your menu together really well. You Thank know, you. You do really, you do really fine work for us. You're you're, you're more than a bartender. <laughs> you're the director of, of beverage in all our in our entire uh, company. Thanks, man. You know, and it's it's well, just, it's the same thing. And I like doing it. I like doing it with you guys because I mean, you did like when you brought me on. You gave me completely like free range like to do whatever the hell I wanted to do. It, you know, but like with the trust and the understanding that that I understand your style, of like like culinary style, and like your whole like mission statement. So that was really cool too, and it was great to like kind of like build like from a simplistic, you know, like back bar, so to speak, and then like start yeah, building. You, you gave you a brand new fresh canvas. You could do you could do whatever you want, and because you know Frank and I are an authoritarians. That's why we hired Chris Harkness. <laughs> he's the, he's does that for us. He's the guy who does that for you. Yeah, man. But I mean, like that. That going back to the uh, the simplicity of it, it's like for one thing. Okay, like for example, like Frankie's has like Frankie's four fifty seven has eleven salads on the menu. Eleven salads. And, and how that's, many pastas? That's, <laughs> Eleven salads and growing. Yeah, dude. I mean, and that what's crazy about that is like that's more than most people have as far as entrees. You know, they're not really salads. They're more like vegetable compositions. <laughs> <laughs> they're a vegetable jam. Exactly. Yeah, some of them have a little meat in it, but most of them are pretty pretty vegetarian. But it's it's important because there's so there's so much you can do with it, and just like 
just like what you're doing. Well, that's what the thing is like. That's the same thing. It's like you know, you've got like a simple salad that's fucking delicious and crisp and fresh, right? And same thing with like cocktails. It's like you get like four four ingredients together, you know, and you can make a badass cocktail. Yeah, it's about it's about editing. You know, you can take four ingredients with a cocktail, four ingredients with food, and you can do you know eighty combinations. And that's that's what we try to do. Yeah, it's like cucumber, lime, salt, and pepper. Those all taste great together, right? It's yep. like duh. That's that's no brainer. Well, I did that with a cocktail recently for the prime meats menu that has mezcal in it. It's like oh, I took this salad idea, this cucumber salad idea. Yeah, different ratios. And then threw some mezcal in it, you yeah. know? It's like, Do something with different ratios and different proportions, and it, it makes it completely different. That's funny you say that, too, because, like, in the cocktail world, they're, they're especially going back to, like, the late 19th century, there are a lot of cocktails that all you do is, like, change a garnish, and all of a sudden you can name it something else. Or, like, even changing, like, well, the, the amount of dashes of the, bitters, the and then mas- all of a sudden it's a different cocktail. The master of that was just, was August de Scaffier. Yeah, he would constantly just change, change other people's shit. You know, yeah, add parsley, yeah. add parsley tomato, add parsley tomato tarragon, mm-hmm. and it would every single thing had a different name for each one of his girlfriends. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? But isn't that like kind of yeah, like when you read his when you read his book? If you if you haven't read it, you look at all the different all the different uh, recipes, and you realize, oh, that's the same recipe with just added. Well, it's like, it's like the mother ta- sauces, right? Tarragon, yeah. It's like the same exact thing, right? Yeah. Or instead of tarragon, it's thyme. And instead of uh, shallot, it's, it's onion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with cocktails, too, man. It's like, every, like the, you basically have like the equivalent of like mother sauces with cocktails. You've right. got like your martini, your Manhattan, your Old Fashioned, and like Negroni. And then you can take those, and, and those are just stirred cocktails. We're not even talking about sours yet, you know? So you take those and you can make variations on all of those, and then all of a sudden you've got like, you know how many variations there are on the Negroni, which actually is like a third step variation. And my favorite, it's like there's, it's crazy. It's like there's so like I've I've made probably twenty variations on the Negroni, but like they start throwing out names, you know, it's crazy. It's like it's like going back to the mother sauces, you know, in Escoffier. Yeah, my favorite is the Antico Antico formula, the the vermouth. Yeah, man, that stuff that stuff's sexy. Yeah. It's like having sex on a pile of cash. So good. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is awesome. And that, especially like an Negroni, man. Especially like even a Mezcal Negroni, which we should get in some more Mezcal in here. Uh, mezcal? <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a Mezcal Negroni. Oh, dude. You ain't lived yet. Really? Damn. I gotta get one of those. It's like the uh, smoky, yeah, briny kind of quality of the Mezcal with the uh, chocolatey like, <laughs> kind of sweetness. It's good. Chris? Where's Chris? He's rolling around. Harkness? He heard. He heard me. <laughs> is he here? No. no. Oh shit. Chris is on vacation. Have, oh, that's right. Hope you're having a great vacation, Chris. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, like, but going back, getting back to the the point though, is like it's. I think that's the reason why people did like Frankie so much. Like, like even people who I had this discussion the other night. Even people who are like vegetarians like not to like i mean we just said that we, you know you have like 11 salads on the menu but like even people that are vegetarians like they go to prime meats and find something but it's a lot easier to go to frankie's and find something you know yeah. but it's like it's so accessible my mom who's like the most finicky eater in the world she fucking loves frankie's because like she can get down like it's frankie's is like my gateway drug for my mom 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, you're here, you're having a salad. Why don't you try the octopus salad? Which she would be like, why are we eating octopus? That's fucking weird. But it's like, ah, no, try it's it. mostly salad, just a little octopus. Yeah, exactly, man. And then it's like, you know, you try one, and then you eat a little bit of dandelion, and then you try two, yeah. and, you, and the next thing you know it, you like octopus. I, and people have said that many times, you know, when I come out to your restaurant, yeah, I didn't even know I liked this thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and prime meats, like you were saying, you know, it has a lot of, of choices on it. You know, prime meats, don't be fooled by the name. It has a lot of non-meat a items. Lot of, a lot of green. Yeah. Well, just in the same way that, that prime meats has been evolving, like as far, well, not, I mean, like progressively growing, you know, like as far as even like the build out, the menu is constantly like evolving and changing as well, which yeah. I think is really cool. I mean, it's like we don't keep the same menu like behind the bar, you know, seasonally. Yeah, we change with the seasons. Yeah. And like, but what's cool is like it's kind of like quickly, like more quickly changing with with the food you know but like i think clearly like there there are seasons the seasons are shorter for different food stuffs right it's like oh yeah. now there's like tristar with strawberries it's like yeah we've got like a like a three four week window yeah. for those to be good right yeah and then like you know you can have like a whole like season of like three months for a cocktail menu and then change it yeah but it's much more rapid with the the food right yeah yep and y- y- you know your your uh your cocktails are I mean, I remember when you started working for us. I mean, it it really opened up our world as far as you know how creative you could be with drinks and how you know how much fresh ingredients you could actually put in drinks, which you do uh, so well. You know, Heike is like I never even knew my wife was a, such a huge cocktail fan. But <laughs> it wasn't until you came and then we started drinking cocktails all the time. <clears throat> They're fantastic. Awesome. Use this. Use you know the seasons are great to inspire cocktails. Well, too. dude, that's the thing. Is like every time, like you know, because we make a different punch every day. It's like, it's, yeah, it's good exercise for for any bartender. To, like walk into, especially when you work with the kitchen. You know, there's always this like whole like thing about like front of the house, back of the house, like this rivalry. You can't have that shit, man. You know, and we've talked about it quite a bit on the show actually. And like, it's like the most important thing in that environment is like to have a good standing relationship with the front and back. You know, like chefs and bartenders you know you're doing the same thing you're creating something that you hopefully is very delicious and like like eye-opening for your customers and you're as a chef and as a bartender more than making dishes to me it's like you're building an experience yeah for your guests no walls yeah no borders no barriers everything is we're all the same yeah that's one of the things i liked about when i went to uh when i went to noma the first time with frank and tony was uh, the experience of having the chef serve you so that everybody was serving, you know, and it's all about service, you know, even the chefs. It's not the chef's cook and then here, take this out, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a, that's a, that's, you know, yeah. that's how it should be. And I think that we, we try that. We, 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 and we do a pretty good job. Dude, I mean, like, to me, it's like I've learned so much from you guys and from the other chefs in, you know, in the company just about, like, techniques, like, I don't, you know, I, my thing is always like whiskey bitters. Well, they love having you in the kitchen because you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get pretty goofy. It's like, and they, and they probably enjoy it, and they enjoy it at the end of the night getting a shift drink with you. That's, I definitely know that's true. And here's <laughs> and here's another shot of mezcal for this. Oh boy, this occasion. But you know, you know what I mean, like. 
there's certain things we can learn from each like especially like when when you guys are in one of the other chefs like come to the bar and they're like hey man i'm doing this like riette you know and like i need you know i need some sort of spirit to put in it's like oh shit what are you putting in this like what are your ingredients it's like oh well you should obviously use like like an old time or like geneva or something that's going to be like malty is going to like build up the character or like you know like that information should be like free you know like you said no walls man and like that information should be passed back and forth just like the whole thing with like res it's like People are coming in. You got chefs and different like culinary people, like service industry people coming in and out, and like they're learning as much from you, like from their stodge there, and like they're learning from themselves as well, like what they can achieve with like what they have, like from that yeah. that blank canvas. Yeah. And but we're all also learning from them, you know. Like we're trading chops. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like when you're trading chops, like with our band woke up drunk. It's like oh shit, you play. What did you just play? How did you do that? All right, sweet. Let's rock. You know, it's like that's that's the whole idea I like about this. Especially like, like I said, you know, when I started with you guys, started picking up a lot of chops. You know, I didn't know how to handle a knife properly when I first started, and I had come to realize that outside of my shakers and my bar spoons, you know, that the knife is one of my most important tools in my my chef bag. You know, but like that's something I wouldn't have learned. <laughs> Unless I had, like, taken a class or something, you know? Sharp knife. Sharp knife. Yeah. But I think it's, like, that that exchange of information and that community, as it is, is extremely important. And you guys are very important for that community. Thank you. You guys have been very selfless and very supportive of all the chefs around. You know, like, Danny Bowen coming to the city, man. You guys are helping him out. You know, like, getting, getting his feet on the ground and, like, doing his thing. And, like, these guys out of Roberta's, remember when they were starting up, they were coming in all the time, like, hanging out, saying what's up, and, like, you know, putting their stuff together. It's like, you guys have done a lot for the community, man. That's what it's all about, man. It's, 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 about, it's about enjoying it and uh, seeing other people succeed and, uh, you know, giving, to, giving back to the community because we all benefit. Yeah. And then we're going to be the Grateful Dead of bands. I want well. I, of, that of, was of a statement I made many years ago. You know, I hope to be someday see, seen as as the Grateful Dead of restaurant tours. Yeah, I'm still working at it. I got a long road, man. <laughs> Timeless. It's a long, strange trip, I'm man. Still, it's exactly. I'm still. I'm still in the beginnings here. I got a long way to go. Yeah. But we do. Well, shit, man. Um, we're at the end of the show. Wow. That was fast. Let's do it another goes, hour. I was just, Let's do another <laughs> hour. Let's call in Jack. <laughs> guys, um, I couldn't think of anyone better to have on the show than you guys today for my 100th episode. And um, I, I've loved working with you guys for this many years and seeing you guys grow and loved how you've helped me grow as a bartender and as a host. And uh, and I you know, can't thank you enough for both... Uh, the opportunity to work with you guys and uh, the experiences, and also for being my 100th guest. The feeling is mutual. Thank you. All right. It's an honor. That's it for the Speakeasy today. Thank you, everyone that's been on the show in the past, all the bartenders, bar owners, managers, brand ambassadors. Sommeliers, chefs, uh, every like authors, everyone's been on. Uh, it's been a long, strange trip, and uh, here's to uh, 100 more.
We'll see you next week. Chin Cheers. Chin. How much time is on the road? Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>